and welcome to this week's Threat Intelligence Podcast Edition 148. My name is Natalie Page, a Threat Intelligence Analyst here at Talion, and in this week's episode I shall be discussing the fallout from the Log4j discovery, new developments on Emotet's return, and the accidental uncovering of Hello Kitty's ransomware operations. Kicking off what has been one crazy week, the Christmas present nobody asked for, which is of course the Log4Shell remote code execution vulnerability, which was disclosed last Friday, which basically puts any device that is exposed to the internet at risk if it's running Apache Log4j versions 2 to 2.14.1. Due to the broad use of Apache's Log4j software, the impact of this public disclosure has the potential to be enormous, with some foreseeing the impact to fall out not just for months but for years to come. Chinese tech giant Alibaba Cloud first reported the vulnerability to Apache Software Foundation on the 24th of November, but it was not publicly disclosed until the 9th of December, although the early known activity utilising the exploit has been found just over a week before this, on the 1st of December. Already this week we've seen a second patch released from Apache, as their initial patch was found to be insufficient, leaving many still exposed to denial of service attacks, and as predicted, widespread scanning begun on internet-connected devices just hours after the public disclosure, with opportunic criminals found deploying crypto miners and cobalt strike. This activity has swiftly transpired into state-sponsored activity, with groups from China, Iran, North Korea and Turkey identified adopting the exploit. So far, the highest volume of exploitation attempts have been made against the UK, US, Turkey, Germany and the Netherlands. Hafnium, the Beijing-backed group attributed to the Microsoft Exchange server hack, has adopted the exploitation targeting virtualization infrastructure to extend their typical targeting via a domain name server service to fingerprint systems. Iran-based state-backed actor Nemesis Kitten have been identified deploying a class file into a server that could be triggered by Log4j and initial access brokers have begun attempting to gain initial access to Linux and Windows systems in preparation to sell this access to ransomware as a service affiliates. Thus far, a new and rather basic strain known as Kronsari ransomware has been identified leveraging the exploit and it won't be long until we witness the more sophisticated big game hunters adopting this tactic. What is clear is that for actors from all classifications will be attempting to utilise this exploit to achieve their goals. Due to this week's second update to 2.16, which removes support for message lookups and disables JNDI by default, we're also advising a subsequent removal of JNDI and the JNDI lookup class from the class path to provide a full reassurance that this feature cannot be re-enabled. The critical review of external facing servers for all organisations shall now be the pinnacle component in ensuring your estate is not vulnerable to this exploit. We've seen a huge push on a global scale from vendors to publish updates and mitigations. A number of repositories have been created by the NCSC to ensure users can continually update as new details emerge. It shall be essential that organisations continue to monitor these repositories to ensure they are also up to speed in the race between the offence and defence. Next up this week, and the Christmas presents just keep coming, as we've also seen Emotech ramp up its attacks once again, directly installing Cobalt Strike beacons. Historically, Emotet would install the TrickBot or QBot Trojans on infected devices, which would eventually deploy Cobalt Strike on an infected device or perform other malicious behaviour. But it seems this recent development skips the step completely and directly installs Cobalt Strike beacons on infected devices. This significant change essentially means that victims now have less time to detect the infection before Cobalt Strike was deployed. Previous 
Previously, victims would have around a month between their first infection and the ransomware being deployed. Now, threat actors will have immediate access to a network to carry out their attack. It's predicted the return of Emotech shall trigger the largest ransomware landscape shakeup of 2021, with many strains we previously saw go quiet, likely to make a return. It's believed the main driving force behind Emotech's return was from currently the most prevalent strain across the threat landscape, which is of course Conti. Currently, it's unclear whether Emotech have utilised this technique for their own use to gather data, or whether the activity is directly linked to specific malware families. But what is clear is the rapid pace at which Emotech is moving back into the landscape. This is a significant development in the resurrection of Emotech that should be on the radars of all Windows and network admins and security professionals. With this increased distribution of beacons to already infected devices, it is anticipated that we shall see an increased number of corporate breaches and ultimately ransomware attacks right before or during the holiday period. And finally this week, Oregon Healthcare Organization appears to have accidentally revealed that the FBI believes that the Hello Kitty, also known as Five Hands Ransomware Gang, is operating out of Ukraine. The gang's most high-profile victim was Polish game studio CD Projekt Red in February this year, but in more recent times the gang successfully compromised Oregano, leading to the subsequent breach of 750,000 patients and 522 current and former employees. In a statement, the company said that it was contacted by the FBI on October 21st. The FBI explained that it seized an account that contained OAG patient and employee files from Hello Kitty, a Ukrainian ransomware group. While the Hello Kitty ransomware has been active since January 2021, details about the gang's possible location had not previously been shared or disclosed. During the Oregano attack, the group exploited a vulnerability in the organization's third-party firewall, which has since been replaced and expanded use of multi-factor authentication has been implemented. Currently, the Hello Kitty gang is still active and engaged in attacks. The gang has typically utilised compromised credentials as an entry point into corporate networks and targeted unpatched sonic wall devices. In October, a warning was also sent out by the FBI regarding this strain's aggressive push to pressure its victims and utilise a number of double extortion tactics. That is everything from the threat intelligence team for this week. If you have any questions on any topics covered, we are always happy to help and can be reached via the Talion website at talion.net or via our LinkedIn accounts and Twitter accounts. Thank you very much for listening.